I'm Master Ken, and you're listening to Karate Cafe, which is bullshit. Welcome to Karate Cafe, your source for martial arts conversations since 2005. And now, here's your hosts, Paul Wilson and Dan Williams. Hello again, everybody. It's Paul here in the virtual dojo with another episode of Karate Cafe. Off to my virtual left on my screen, if you're watching at home. And if you're listening, just presume it's on the left of your, That's your, right. your, your, your balance. And my good friend, Dan Williams. Dan, how are you? Hello, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm here on the moon, uh, and, uh, am, oh, yeah. uh, in, enjoying the view. So oh, I'm, I'm here. I'm not only in my, in my, uh, dojo, which looks just like this in, in person, but I'm actually oh, yeah. in my dojo, my dojo shirt. Ba-dang, nice. Uh, Ba-boom. That's right. We, Sexy. uh, so now people are going to have to watch the watchy thing. Cause they're going to, that's right. That's uh, right. Anyway, we, uh, and, they're uh, going to have to watch the watchy thing. I think I like that. Watch the watchy thing. As yeah. Opposed to listening to the listening thing. I actually do both. Right. So our numbers go up. And so oh, there you go. Have big enough numbers. So the guys from Cobra Kai will like, yeah, check that them. out. The guys from Cobra Kai. I, I'm getting just like snarky now. Like whenever, like one of the producers posts some things about like, Oh, our fan base is blah, blah, blah. I'm, I'm you know, I, I say something snarky. Like, yeah, wouldn't it be great if you talk to the people who are, are your fan base? Arts? Yeah, that because of their franchise, you uh, so so yes, I have a bone to pick with those guys, and if anyone can show well, which and, bone, I can. you know, for the for I I I think one of the unique things that we can bring as far as interviewing people like this is that what I want to talk to them about is is the martial arts. I'm I'm less interested in. Um, you know, even necessarily their their careers in the movie industry or the particular show that they might be on, and I'm more interested in in their history in the martial arts and and their opinions. I mean, a lot of these people have been doing it for a long time, and I mean, geez, if like we could get Ralph Macchio or something crazy like that right. on the show, yeah. he has a long history in the martial arts. He's got. A, a career where the martial arts kind of made him. I mean, obviously he's right. got his own talents and things like that, but I would be really interested to see what his perspective are, but yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, just, just for, you know, for us as martial artists, like, like someone, you know, like if someone from the Karate Kid uh, franchise, I still call it Karate Kid, I don't, you know, uh, you know, could come on and talk with us, you yeah. know, because you know, as I've mentioned many times in the tweets, but apparently no one's watching. Uh, and also our tremendous fan base, if you are on the Tweetiverse and you are following Karate Cafe, which I know you are, uh, retweet that stuff. That way we get, we get philosophy. Well, and I'll tell you what, here's my big one. My big one would be Robert Downey Jr. And yeah. I, I yeah, would... Well, of course, Wing Chun. And I, right? But I mean, again, to talk to him about martial arts and to talk right. to him about yeah, his Wing Chun no, no. and his journey uh, in the martial yeah. arts. For, for, for people with that, that are, like for Ralph Macchio, clearly... You know, not really a karate man, um, but but to understand that that you know something that he did, you know, for a paycheck, yeah, years ago or whatever, has inspired a ton of our listeners to oh you know, yeah for sure and, and just said it in general. But you know, like um, uh, my favorite character from the Karate Kid series, Terry Silver, played by uh, Thomas Ian Griffith, is a martial artist. He uh, you know. Uh, so yeah, I would love to talk to them about their projects and stuff like that. Cause that will yeah. be a way to get them on. But I don't know what I'm talking about being a martial artist. 
yeah. you know, doing martial arts and, you know, how it's affected their life, how they, you know, continue training because, you know, from the culture side of martial arts and the training side of martial arts, it's like, you know, these guys lead busy lives. Yeah. You know, like, uh, you know, Robert Downey Jr. currently kind of busy, you know, like, uh, Clark, oh, right. <laughs> he plays, you know, Agent Colton, I guess he's in, into BJJ now, you know, like everybody. Uh, so, uh, and, and depending on how serious they are, it doesn't really matter. The fact that they have to kind of slot that training in, right? And, uh, and right. So it's just an interesting thing. But I mean, uh, we've also got some interviews that we're trying to line up with, like just you know, martial artists in general uh, to uh, to talk about them. We've also been talking to some of our fine uh, peers over in other various and sundry uh, martial arts podcasts to kind of do some cross pollination to. Uh, just, you know, kind of talk to them to prove once again that we're all, you know, just having conversations about martial arts. Exactly. And uh, what we're going to talk to you today is actually uh, something that's been rallying around my head for a while. Uh, we may have touched on it a little bit in the past, but um, I think it bears repeating because I just heard it on another show. And as I was uh, driving uh, from uh, Arkansas to, to Texas and I was catching up on all my uh, martial arts podcasts, there was one from the fine folks at uh, Karate Without Belts. And they were talking about the, the whole style thing again and yeah. about how you know, like maybe style is dying. And uh, while my close personal friend, Ian mm -hmm. Abernathy, uh, does think that maybe styles are going to end and stuff like that. And some other people do. I do not. Uh, I take the, 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 the stance. And here's why. Okay. You tell me why. I'll tell you why. And then the reason I, why I, I, I have about, a feeling I'm in agreement with Ian, but yeah. I, I, again, I want to talk about this with, with you, Dan, because as a, you know, a, a Wing Chun, as, a Wing Chunner, Wing Chunista, yep. and a, a follower of the Chinese. And also, I mean, because you, you double in a lot and some other stuff, you know, yep. uh, it, it gets a little less, it gets a little more murky than it does probably. Yeah, a lot more murky. But, uh, but I kind of look at this uh, from a, a, you know, it's not styles. Well, I, first off, I think it's kind of a semantic thing, right? So right. Um, for me, a style is like the big picture. So like karate is a style. Uh, Kung Fu is, is a, a style. style. You know, right. uh, jujitsu is a style. You know, even, right. you know, so um, Silat is a style because it looks, you know. What, to an untrained do. eye, to somebody untrained doing eye, two different forms of Silat would look yeah. very similar. Right, right. But yeah. I mean, but if you look at Salat and like Judo, Judo is a style. Very different. If you look yep. at Judo and Salat or Judo and Karate, you go, okay, and I there's, think, a, there's a, a marked difference between what's yeah. going on. Along so, with that too, I think you can also take a look at the way people train as well, because obviously right. even the way people train in Salat is going to be different than the way people train in Karate or right. Taekwondo yeah. or any of that so, stuff. Yeah. So, so, I mean, that's the breakdown. So like, there's a breakdown of like, you know, uh, you know, if you want to go to like from Karate to Judo, it's like clearly stand yeah. up, one is, is, is lay down. Or throw down, in this case, maybe. Um, <laughs> you know, but then, but if you want to look with, you know, underneath that next layer is I, I like to call it a system. You know, it's okay. like how how you you know how the how karate is transmitted is the system. Mm -hmm. You know, and then for those of us who are karate people, um, you know that that in Okinawa, there's you know basically three major branches. There's Okinawa, there's uh, shirate, uh, um uh, Nahate and Tamarite globally, right? And so within those, you kind of look at those as, as, as branches of the style. I don't know if that, that, that breaks a style or the, but then the, um, it, underneath that, like in, you know, in Shirate, there's different 
Shonru, and within Shonru, there's different systems of Shonru, right? So for me, yeah. it's like how that, how that you know flavor is, how that style is transmitted to the the branches to the system, you know, uh, is very. Uh, I think it's pretty distinct, you know, and I'm sure like when we talk about you know Wing Chun or Kung Fu, it's going to be. But I mean, I think that like you know, you know, just we're all wearing pajamas, they're all doing punching, kicking, we're all doing. Uh, essentially the same kata, uh, you know, and that goes across like, you know, even like when you, when you branch over to Japanese karate and, you know, Korean karate and, and whatnot, when, whenever you, you're still using the same sort of basic moves, right? But they're all done slightly differently. And I think that's always going to be there. And I think that's always going to be a mark. But I think, you know, even with the advent of advent or the uh, resurgence of mixed martial arts and, you know, or reality-based systems, you know, like yep. Krav Maga and whatnot. It's like, I don't think it's going to level the playing field. It's always going to be flavors and things that make uh, systems and styles inevitable because of the distinctness of how it's presented. Yeah. I, pres- I rest my case. So I think you're right. I think that, that a lot of this is semantics and it comes up, it, it comes to like, personal definitions of what you think. So um, to me, if uh, you, you sort of, I, I think of um, uh, is a graveyard where no one's buried still a graveyard. Uh, what if one person is buried there? Is that a graveyard then? Uh, and, and, and so uh, is a style that no one practices a style. Um if if I made it up in 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 right now in my room out of three movements and said that's a style, is is that a, is that anything? And I would say no, right? So really, what it comes down to is, and and it's it, it's it's a very gray area of it's it's a matter of consensus among enough people, right? So it used to be that you know some somewhere on the planet at some at some time there was only one martial art right uh and me hitting you right me hitting you rock to head uh and as no, that's kabuto that's weapons that's a whole different thing <laughs> right that's a whole nother thing um so, as so people two. developed these uh they started to as you said branch out and i think you can see that very commonly from my history anyway, in both Kung Fu and Silat is a lot of these branched out from family styles. One of, one of the styles that I studied for a long time was Jargar. And that is, uh, it's, it's, it's the, the, what is it? It's the style of the, the, the Gar, though, the Zhao family, right? And it became popular enough that it kind of grew into a style. But when it was originally being practiced, it was literally a family style that was taught to other family members. And then as family members kind of started teaching others and started teaching others, it just kind of naturally grew into its own thing. So it, it, it's when you get to the point of where you say, well, what is that transition point? Or, or, or when does a uh what did you call them a style and uh um a style and a system right 
So when does a when does a system become a style, and when does a style go back to a system, and all this stuff is just is all very human defined variables, right? We just yeah. kind of go. I think it's big enough to be called this now, and right. that's what you call yeah, well, it. Because I mean, I, 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 depending on who you talk to and what history you want to believe, and yada yada yada, like like Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, you know, didn't start out as Jiu Jitsu; it started out as Judo, right? And then they you know, did whatever. But I mean, right. Judo came from Jiu Jitsu. And I'm sure there's probably, you know, jujitsu geeks right now. They're, uh, oh, yeah. Well, watch oh, this. I'm going to tell him. No, actually. Uh, but the story I've heard more often is, you know, yeah. a judo guy, an old school judo guy was in Brazil or whatever and taught the, the, the Gracie family. And that's and then it kind of morphed into to what it is now. Um, and, and and so, you know, is that is that a branch of judo? You know, or is it a branch of jujitsu? Right. It's not because I mean, just Japanese jujitsu looks pretty different. Well, looks markedly different than than uh, Brazilian jujitsu. You know, from yeah. what I've seen. I mean, I'm I'm not by far. Uh, anyone who knows can absolutely comment on uh, the Facebook page. That'd be super duper awesome. Or send an email <laughs> or, or whatever. See how I'm doing that. Starting yeah. Nice. Nice. Um, so I mean, you know, whatever that you know. And then of course, you know. And how far do you want to go back is also kind of the same because then and I know that there are uh, Okinawan karate geeks heretofore known as karate uh, are, are right now going like, well, actually, it came from this blah, 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 China. Yeah, okay. Right. right. You know, it's like, it's how far do you want to go back? I, I get that. So, you know, but, but like you say, at the beginning, there was, you know, two. There was hitting somebody with your fist and somebody with a rock or a stick. Right. Um, so karate and kabuto. That's it, you know. Right. So, again, right. all, now, of course when the prime warrior okinawans first invented punching somebody and hitting somebody with a with a stick That's thereby right. creating karate and uh, kabuto nobody's at the same yeah no and then then the chinese stole it and why not i, I don't want to talk about it well and i mean just that example is, is like how pointless that argument is you know Again, because yeah. you know, as we've said many times, there's only so many ways to punch and kick. There's only so many ways to move. You yeah. know, some people chose to look at some things more closely than others. And so, you know, you can say it's all marketing, right? Like, like, like in the beginning, it was it was marketing. Like the, the famous story about uh, uh, Tojo Miyagi, when he created Goju, he didn't actually name it until people started asking him what the name was. Same thing with... Uh, <laughs> uh, I didn't know that story. That's funny. You know, it was, and yeah, it was just karate, it was just nahate, it's just what he did, you know, and then, yep. you know, when, uh, when Funakoshi came over, I think, you know, they, they were wanting him to, to name his thing, and so, you know, his pen name is Shoto, so it became the way of Shoto, Shotokan, right? Well, and uh, that's that's or, the family styles, you know, that's, th- that's right. how the, you know, the family style started, and it's kind of like, well, what do you call this thing? It's Bob's martial art. Why do you call it Bob's martial art? Because Bob's the one that's teaching right. me? Oh, Okay. Over in your world, you know, there's like northern kung fu and southern kung fu, and then like oh, yeah. underneath that, there's you know, and then there's yep. like three different kinds of tai chi, and you know, and so, but it's, it's so it's where like so like tai chi and kung fu, you know, you know, like it's a Chinese martial art. It's you know, is it kung fu? You know, I've heard people call tai chi kung fu. I've heard people go like, no, tai chi is not kung fu. But then, you know, then right. So then, is kung fu a style? And if so, then the branches there's yin style and yang style, right? Well, and underneath that, there's yeah. All the and a lot of people get into the pedantic translation. I mean, right. uh, kung fu is technically 
something that anything that you train in to become a master of. So if you are becoming a, a master craftsman in any skill, then you are a Kung Fu artist. The correct technical term is wushu, which would translate more, more appropriately to martial art. So this, now we get into, right? So now we get into, well, yeah, the, the, the westernization of the term Kung Fu comes from how like Bruce Lee used it and things like that. And it just became part of the Western culture to umbrella everything that, that came out of China as Kung Fu. Right. And, you know, you ask yourself, is Tai Chi Kung Fu or not? Well, sure. If you're practicing it to attempt it over a lifetime to become a master in it, then yes, it is. <laughs> um, so it's, it's, again, it's kind of a nonsensical argument at the base of it. Right. And then, so it just it popped in my head. So, like, you know, you've got arts like uh, Savat in France, right? It's yeah. boxing, right? You know, and but they wear boxing gloves, you know, and so so boxing, like boxing, is is, is but, a yes, style, clearly, you know, and like kickboxing is a style. So, is Savat a style of kickboxing, or because I think kickboxing kind of actually came out of arguably well, kind of came out of martial arts kind of ending up in the west karate and, and whatnot and then you've got the the broader category of of martial sports right so that would include fencing and right. that would include mma and that would include all of the other quote-unquote you know greco-roman wrestling and and all that right. stuff all so yeah are those a group sure why not <laughs> let's let's dump those into a group too yeah, I, it, it, uh, yeah, it's trying to find the endpoint. I think was, and that's that's sort of the the goal for me is is you know when people go like you know Skyland dead because now we're all on YouTube and watching videos and people are incorporating stuff into their, their ah. curriculum and yada yada yada. It's like well, okay, they're incorporating stuff into the curriculum. They're changing the way they teach what they you know have been doing or their foundation yeah. or whatever. They're adding stuff to it. But they're not creating something new. They're not making a whole new style per se. You know, it's, it's if, if it's a mismatch, because like for me, your system really should be in alignment. Like everything, it, arguably, and in, in, in my my uh, argument for my system, Metsumura Seiko mm -hmm. slash Genshin Khan, depending on who you talk to, um, it all should look the same. Like nothing, like none of our katas are like kind of. Often, like suddenly we're you know rolling around on the ground you know <laughs> or you know, like we're suddenly doing a whole bunch of eye kicking or like you know suddenly we're just staying you know there, there's it all kind of seamlessly goes together whereas you know like people who are like glom all their stuff together because they want to make a fully you know we, we have all ranges and yada 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 is like i think that's more of a system than a style like, it's like that's a system of teaching this stuff yeah you know within a context but it is not, you know, you, you grabbed it from here and you grabbed it from there and you got it from there. That doesn't make it no longer a style. It just makes it a system of teaching all these things. Kind of sort of. Yeah, I mean, I, I would agree with that. Um, you know, and I've, I've been a garage martial artist for, for quite a long time. Uh, so to me, um, I've had two what I consider very high quality instructors that have created their own systems, if you will. Right. And they've done exactly what you're talking about. They've grabbed things from various teachers 
and they've put that under the umbrella of a curriculum. So if you want to call that a style, if you want to call that a system, like whatever you want to call that, they've essentially taken the things that they feel are valuable and worth teaching and incorporated it in their curriculum. Uh, Now, I I think what's funny is, is that traditionally a lot of martial artists kind of poo-poo that idea, but I guarantee you that this is exactly where their style came from. (laughs) <laughs> is, yeah, is 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 somewhere back in the day somebody said hey i'm gonna grab these five or six things that i've learned from these five or six teachers and glom them all together and call it a style um right. so i i think there's a there's a natural was that but, but, but i don't well, i don't think anyone necessarily decided to call it a style you no. know i think but like you know it's like this is our you know whatever that language's word is for combat art or whatever Right. And, you know, and this is in, and I'm only teaching my family because there's only like 15 people in the village and no one's going to <laughs> right. <about> my family <laughs> anyway, or the people in the village. And then, and it just stayed that way for a long time because there was X number of people and they couldn't, you know, they weren't, you know, yeah. inter, international well, and inter-regional, you know, commerce and whatnot and trade routes and stuff. That's what started making styles because people are like, you know, this, yeah. ooh, they do this. And it's not they don't do this because no one has ever thought of doing that. They do that because that region, village, whatever, decided to focus on that and got mm-hmm. really good at it, you know? Yep. So, and then someone did it and said, hey, I'm going to bring that over, you know, and, and, and yep. do the thing. Well, and it's funny because you can see that those those branches, um, at least from, from my history, I can most ser- clearly see those branches in Wing Chun, right? Because you've got, what people think of as the original Wing Chun, right? Which is pre Ip Man, which all the movies are from, right? So there's a, there's a, they, right? (laughs) There's a non, and people don't know this. There's a non Ip Man branch of Wing Chun, right? So then you have what was popularized by Ip Man and Ip Man has his two children, each of which have their own variants. And then you have the Bruce Lee variant, which became very popular in the US, right? Or I shouldn't say the Bruce Lee variant, but his, his instructor, right? So it's, it's that kind of thing where, and of course, politics are battling because the one thing that uh, a, lot of, a lot of people, when they become very concerned about finances and legacy, they want to keep you under their umbrella, right? Because if they keep you under their umbrella, you owe them something, right? If I go off and make my own style, I don't owe you anything. But if I use your name for marketing, if I use your name to get in students, if I use your what you've taught me and I keep the name the same, then I owe you something. And right that's a lot of motivation for people to keep you under their umbrella. Right. So yeah, the, I mean, there's so many people that, I mean, they're not, people aren't worried about their legacy anymore. I mean, most people are worried about money. And, yeah. Like, Unfortunately, and, and, that's and I, true. And I, you know, I don't fault them. Like, you know, a lot of people, uh, you're more willing to call people on that than I am. <laughs> yeah, my, in my, well, my lineage, you know, there, there's a, a faction of people that get all, 
pissed off because they're saying that, like, you know, uh, the Okinawans started selling rank. I was like, well, that's what they had after we blew up their island, you know? That was, that was the, one of the only ways they could survive, was they started teaching the round eyes, ironically, who destroyed their, you know, I understand. Yeah, it's a, a, it's a walk a mile in their shoes kind of thing, right? Yeah, you know, and so I was like, well, all right, you know, and, you know, uh, traditionally, you know, from, from what I understand, they, rank didn't really mean that much to them. So they were like, yeah, sure, GI, here, here's a shutdown, you know, give me a hundred bucks. Because <laughs> now we can eat right. for, you know, two months off that or, you know, whatever. And um, yeah, so that's kind of, kind of that part of, of like, you know, they stopped worrying. And, and, and I, I cushion all this by saying, you know, like, uh, watching like the, the, the YouTube uh, series Sensei by uh, uh, Chris Wilson. No, um, no, uh, no affiliation. No yeah, no, no relation. Uh, he did this. He's doing this whole series. He's going back and he's he's interviewing all these old masters in Okinawa. I talked about him uh, with various interviews before, and it's awesome because all these guys. I mean, there was a dude who's like 90 years old and he's still training, right? And so he's talking about training, you know, essentially 100 years ago, how he trained, you know, and it's, it's not like it is now. But there's a progression, and they're they're totally cool with it. But that's kind of what they were talking about. It was like, you know, they just started teaching because that's kind of what they they needed to do to survive. Yeah, know? I mean. So kind of that that brings to me to to well pretty much the topic right so do styles die and are styles dying and I I have a tendency to say yes and no right so here here's the thing is that if if something is well documented enough right so let's say uh, and in the modern world it's easier to do this. So historically, you would just have pen and paper, and really that's the and, and memory, and that's the only way you could document a style. So you could draw things, you could you could try to do animations or whatever the case might right. be, but now you have potentially hundreds of hours of detailed video, and with hundreds of hours of detailed video, you can better preserve something that used to be more ephemeral, right? So you you can preserve a style but if a style isn't actively being practiced and it's not actively being passed from one generation to the next i could have a good argument to say that style is dead even though it's it's well documented and i would also argue that that's not necessarily a bad thing right like languages die um words die we don't speak the same way we did even a hundred years ago. Uh, and it's just, it's just a process of, of human beings on the planet going, I like this thing. I don't like this thing. If everybody all at the same time for a long enough period says, I don't like this thing, then after a generation or so, it's, it's just going to be gone. And, and we may have the documentation of it, but without active practice, it's it's kind of just a historical document then. Right. And so here's an interesting spin that I've actually, I've been kind of doing it in my head and this is where I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not afraid to like step on some toes in my honesty. I, you know, I was just talking with uh, a fellow podcaster last night, you know, about, uh, you know, not, not tearing people down, not tearing people down. And uh, I agree. I don't believe, you know, when I, when I watch a video on a website, I'm like, Ugh. yeah. Or whatever. For me, I may be that great, but um, the uh, but one thing I, I think will I have noted many times on this show to my te- my students 
and any other martial artist I've dealt with is uh, being honest. Like, just being yes. honest with yourself. I so, think that's so a key. On, the, on, on that tip, that's one of the things that uh, I'm noticing uh, or that, I'm, that I've noted, including my close personal friend Ian Abernathy, who I hope will still be my personal friend after I say this. Uh, a lot of people that are parroting this are in our group like practical karate guys. All right. And then this is where I, with all due respect, I say maybe one of the reasons why they're doing this is because a large number of these guys all come from Korean and Japanese based systems. Yep. The flame wars begin. <laughs> they're all, but, they're, but they're all pointing to Okinawa and going like, well, this is what the guys did in Okinawa. This is what they're saying it is. And this is what they're doing. And so they're basing a lot of their stuff on that. But they're not changing their, their system. They're not like, hey, I'm going to go join an Okinawan dojo. Or, hey, I'm going to go study Shodendu or gojo or whatever. They're just yeah. incorporating these things into their current base of knowledge, what, what they have, what they mm-hmm. learned in Shotokan, what they learned in Taekwondo, Tangsudo, uh, you know, Wadaru, whatever. They're incorporating all this stuff. And so they're hanging on to what they did, incorporating this new stuff, but they're pointing back in another direction. And yeah. So saying, well, there's no more. There's no more style because we're taking this stuff from Okinawa, where it all came from. Well, where all karate came from, and we're and we realize it got missed somewhere on the way. It wasn't documented. It didn't get transmitted. It didn't whatever. Blah 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 blah. But now they can still point back to documented stuff because karate, kind of as we know it, has really only really kind of blown up. Like is modern, right? Like in the last hundred years or whatever. So you know, depending on how far you want to go back. And so now there are pictures, there are books that have been written, there's, you know, various, you know, quality films and videos that have come up to this point to where they can look back at the guys who really sort of formulated the karate that, you know, became Shotokan and Wadaru and Tangsudo and, and whatnot. And they can say, look, this is what it, it did. And they don't remember naming necessarily delve into the context, which I think is super important. Uh, and now they're incorporating it in it, and they're going to say, like, well, no, there's no style because we're all doing the same thing. We're taking it back to the original roots, but they're not claiming those original roots. So I think, you know, it, mm-hmm. it's a little bit of, like, I don't want to, for lack of a better term, it, it's not, they don't want to say, uh, except for, like, maybe their, their particular systems. Like, you know, I know Shotokan guys that are, like, all like, screw Shotokan because they won't let us cross-chain with anybody and blah, 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 blah. You know, and so they leave their, their federation and they go start their own thing or they go join a, a more uh, practical-minded, whatever, Tang, uh, Tang, uh, Tang Sudo guys and Taekwondo guys, same thing. You know, yeah. scratch a scratch a Gras instructor and I guarantee you you're going to find a Tang Sudo, uh, a Taekwondo instructor. <laughs> um, it, uh, you know, this is honest. This is, you know, yeah. prove me wrong. <laughs> Yeah, you know, but anyway, and, and, uh, and so I think that's part of the problem with, with them shaking up the style thing because they don't, you know, if if they stay in their little world, which they're, I guess maybe they're calling it as a, as a style, they feel limited. So they're branching out and saying, "There's no styles, and we can do anything we want from anywhere we want," which is absolutely true. Uh, but they need to. I think they still need to acknowledge that it didn't come from what they're doing; it came from somewhere else because it is markedly different than what you're doing. So you still have to say. Yeah. You know, I took the sticky hand stuff from, even though karate has a sticky hand thing, which probably ended up came from China anyway, you know, yep. you got to admit where you got it from, you know, they stole it from well, that one. Yeah. And this is, I mean, I think it's important um, that 
that people understand, um, like, I prefer to have ideas rather than beliefs because uh, ideas can be changed. Beliefs are a lot harder to change. So if, if you understand the idea behind a thing, if you know why you're doing the sticky hands drill and what it's for, um, it's, it's relevance, it's historical relevance is, is less significant. And thus, you don't, you don't really feel the need to, to have any deception about it, I guess. You don't really feel the need to say, well, oh, I made this thing up versus, oh, no, I got it from over here or I got it from over there or whatever the case might be. And it's okay. Like it, all of this stuff is, yeah. is okay. <laughs> like you don't, right. you don't have to BS people all the time. You don't have to say, oh, well, um, I, you know, the, the instructors that I've been under that have created their own styles were very, very open about who their instructors were. And they really enjoyed teaching like, oh, we do this particular drill and I got this particular drill from this instructor in this style and blah, 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 blah. And they don't say that because they're, they're trying to convince you that it's legitimate. They're saying that because the historical stuff is a part of martial arts and it's and it's good that it's a part of martial arts so i think right. you, you kind of hit the nail on the head of if you're just honest about this stuff then you know it, it's it's easier nobody's going to call you out on anything and somebody's going to say hey i saw that sticky hand stuff in, in wing chung and isn't that the same thing oh, oh oh no no uh uh we we do it a little bit differently and so we call it something differently and, and it's totally new and we, right. we made it up like yeah. i i actually have uh more respect for a school like i'll uh, you know as i travel around this this great land of ours and i go to schools and i click on their their stuff and they'll set their programs and like they'll have like kids martial arts and then like adult martial arts and then they'll have you know like krav maga or brazilian jiu-jitsu it's like it, it's they, they're not claiming like hey you know we're teaching some super incorporated art from that right. came from an ancient scroll that got passed down by <laughs> Hobo, you know in zimbabwe it's it's uh, just saying like you know like we uh, you know really it's like it's probably a business decision <laughs> yeah. they, they went and said like hey we can attract more people in if we're you know doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu because that's hot right now or Krav Maga because that's hot right now yeah. and they go do it and that's a whole other thing that we've talked about in the past but uh but they're also just like they're making it very clear that you know some of them just like they contracted a Brazilian jiu-jitsu instructor guy to come in and teach classes yeah and they split the profits you know but they're not trying well, to say it's an integrated so and, but and that's, that's, that's very that's that's a style and style yeah. in the same school right yeah. And that's the other thing I've seen is like, like you say, you know, uh, uh, getting on the hottest thing. Um, one of the things that uh, one of my schools had was they, they called it a, a martial arts, a jam session, right? Where some of the senior students and some of the, I, I guess you would call trusted students, regardless of how long their tenure was, uh, they would get together at night and experiment with new stuff. And nobody was advertising it as I am a master of this thing and I'm going to teach you this thing. It's a, hey, we've all seen some YouTube videos about some Krav Maga stuff that looks kind of interesting. Let's experiment yeah, and play with it. it. Yeah. 
And, and thus you're not conning people into thinking that you're going to get some mastery in it or that you have some mastery in it. You're yeah. just saying, let's get together and, and, and jam on this stuff and see what pops out, you know? Right. Oh, that's one of the things I did, you know, we, we do throws, you know, and in training, we, we do take downs and whatnot. Uh, but I'm not great at it by any stretch of the imagination. And the last seminar I did, one of my friends who knows a lot about throwing, like he's not from a, an art that, that well, he's from a, a system that incorporates throwing uh, pretty well. And so he was, uh, I, I invited him, he was having some money issues. And I was like, well, you come to the seminar because I know you would enjoy the seminar. Yeah. Said, but work with people on their throwing because we will eventually, you know, all this stuff eventually will end up going to a throw or going to the ground. I said, so you just walk around and help people with throwing because I can talk to them about doing a hip throw or, you know, whatever. I said, but you can get a little more technical on it and yeah. do the thing. And so that's what he did. And so, yeah, I think that's a great idea. It's like a, a little jam session. And he actually helped me you know, like ramp up for the uh, seminar. Whereas, you know, we'd work together because then he'd talk about, you know, oh, here's your entry point and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, but, but that doesn't, you know, again, that, that doesn't take away from the style. That's just being honest. Of like, right, you know, exactly. You know? Yeah, I can do throws, but they're not that great. But that guy does really good throws. So I would show him whatever the technique we were talking about for the application or whatever. Yeah. And I said, no, go to throw a throw. I said, oh, yeah. And then grab homeboy over here and he can really show you how to make that throw better. <laughs> well, and, and being able to identify, like, you know, like you talk about, hey, I'm not that great at throws because I, I, I haven't spent decades practicing them. I think... You know, for an instructor, being able to identify their their own weaknesses um, is something that is is truly telling of a good instructor. And someone that says I'm great at everything, uh, that to me is a big red flag. Uh, so I don't know. I think I think that at the bottom line, it's being honest with yourself. It's being honest with your students, and just yeah. knowing that. All of this stuff about styles and uh, uh, curriculums and it's all it's all it just flows like a river, you know, and it's it's going to. Yes, it's just going to it's just going to keep moving and it's going to keep moving through history and it's going to evolve and it's all okay. Like nobody should panic. I love I love that people are documenting this stuff. Because like I, I read a book a while ago that was a compilation of traditional Chinese manuals for martial arts. And that was fun to read through. So for historic, for historic yeah. purposes, I'm, I, I, I'm glad that a lot of this is being documented. At the same time, I don't know that I lament that much that a style could be dying or something because nobody's practicing it anymore. Because there's probably a reason nobody's practicing it anymore. It's just not very attractive right. so right that's thing as much as i like to to poke fun at my uh taekwondo brethren and sister and you know it's like yes it's it, uh, and 20 spinning back heel <laughs> flying kick probably not very practical but it worked for somebody at some yes. point and it's fun and and <laughs> so, maybe the you know, maybe, and it's fun and, it and maybe fun. the reason that it works is that it works because somebody else sees it and goes ooh I want to do that and you pull another student in and you get right. somebody interested so right. you know, so you know I, I think that, that that styles will or well, I get to put a pen in this because I got to go <laughs> do actual work uh, is you know let's let's yep. be honest you know you know let's keep it all all in context and stuff like that. But then, you know, it just, it's, I don't think styles and systems, et cetera, are going to die because if nothing else, it's going to be marketing. It's going to be a reason 
you know, to, to, to separate people out from the pack mm-hmm. in the modern world. Uh, but also because really at the end of the day, I mean, when you look at it, stuff doesn't look the same. So I think that systems and styles will still be there if for no other reason than, uh, you know, trained martial artists will be seeking stuff out and will, you know, we'll be calling it out by name for yeah i guess i guess my final thoughts are um maybe maybe styles won't die but i think there'll be a lot of styles that aren't alive anymore (laughs) so that's that's kind of um maybe there'll be zombie styles i don't know what to call them but uh yeah yeah i agree uh, well, cool. That's uh, that would that was a, a spirited debate, and uh, please feel free to uh, direct your your flames to uh, the Facebook page or or uh, <laughs> Twitter or email us at uh, cardiacafe@gmail.com uh, and uh, let us know what you think. Again, we'll be putting the audio version that you're listening to right now up as the video version, so you can see our lovely faces and Dan's cool new mic. Mm. You got to pull it out. Yeah. There. Let's oh, see. Well. Uh, move it closer. There, 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 right there. The ghost it's my Yeti. It's my new is. Yeti blue. Woo-hoo. Uh They were all getting with that sweet, sweet podcast money. That's um, right. Uh, anyway, yeah. Uh, so, Dan, always good to talk to you. Always, always good to talk to you. Super fun. And we'll be talking to you all again and looking at you, or you're looking at mm. us very soon.